CBS Sports Radio, welcome. Appreciate you making us a part of your weekend. We're us. But with us right here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, you look at week 15. And you look at what is on the line here as we kind of get our way into the last month of the regular season here in the NFL. Biggest game of the weekend, I think, in my opinion. Cowboys at the Bills in Orchard Park on Sunday afternoon. I think when you look at that game, it's actually the Cowboys who have more pressure to win than the Bills because I think for the Cowboys, you have to show you can win a big game on the road. Dak has never done it in his career. Dak Prescott has zero massive road wins on his resume, and the Cowboys in the last decade have zero big wins away from AT&T Stadium. And they have, a, for the first time, and again, what is really 10 years, they have an opportunity to get a statement win on the road. And no, winning a playoff game last year against the 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers does not count. That team stunk. Everyone knew it. They were not a playoff team. Congratulations, you won on the road. Does not count. We're talking about an actual good, talented, dangerous opponent you are playing on the road late in the season. Cowboys have never had a win like that. And you can't take the Cowboys seriously as Super Bowl contenders if they can't beat the Bills in Buffalo. Because look at the Cowboys' path here. Right, If they can't win a big game on the road, you can't put them in the Super Bowl contender category because the likelihood is they are playing most, if not all, of their games away from home. I don't think they're getting the number one seed. I think at this point, the 49ers have that on lock. And I don't think that the Cowboys are even winning the NFC East. Right now, they hold the NFC East title. But the Eagles, as long as they win their next four games, and I think they will starting Monday night in Seattle... The Eagles win the NFC East. If they go 4-0, they win it, So, which I think they will. So that means that Dallas is going to be what? The five seed, wild card, on the road. On the road for all three games. And so in order to make a deep run, right? if you want to call them a Super Bowl contender, you have to believe that bare minimum they can reach the NFC title game. Well, in order for them to do that, they're going to have to win multiple big games on the road. And I think for the Cowboys, they have to show you they can do that before you start believing in them. And that's why, for me, this game is so important from their perspective. I get that the Bills are trying to claw back into the playoff race. But for the Cowboys, like this is about really showing your legitimacy and having people believe you for the first time in, I mean, 25 years, almost 30 years, are true Super Bowl contenders. That has been thrown out there a ton. We've talked about the Cowboys, right, being Super Bowl contenders. But the reality is when you don't make an NFC title game, you're not. We could talk about it early in the season. We can mention them on the short list of teams to win the Super Bowl in August. But rarely at this point in the year are we ever really talking about Dallas in the same conversation as other teams in terms of winning the Super Bowl. This is an opportunity where they can absolutely cement themselves as a rightful name in the Super Bowl contender category. Because in order to be in that category, they have to show they can win a big game away from home. Like, we know they can win home games. They are arguably right now the best home team in the NFL. 
They've won 15 games in a row. They're just coming off a blowout win over the Eagles, which, look, if you listen to the show, you know this time last week, I absolutely had zero belief in the Cowboys. So I'll own up to it. My hand is literally up in the air. Hand up, I was wrong. I did not give the Dallas Cowboys enough credit last week. I thought the Eagles would romp them and get back on the right page after they got blown up by the 49ers at home the week before. I thought Dallas had no chance last week. So I was wrong. I was dead wrong about the Cowboys going against a good team in the Eagles. The Cow- I'll believe this about the Cowboys. I'm, I still am not putting them in the Super Bowl contender category list. I don't think they can beat the 49ers whatsoever. But I'll give them this credit. They can reach the NFC title game if they get the two seed and are at home. I think they could beat the Eagles in a playoff game if it's in Jerry World. And I never would have said that last year or the year before. So I will give the Cowboys credit in that if they are at home, playoff time, I am a believer. They can win that game. Again, the 15 wins in a row is also proof that they are a damn good home team. But the road has been their bugaboo. They got earlier this season blown out by the 49ers. Lost to the same Eagles team they just drubbed back a few weeks before that at Lincoln Financial Field. Lost to the 49ers on the road last year. Lost to the Eagles on the road last year. Two years ago, lost to the Chiefs on the road. Every big game they have played in this current iteration of the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons and Mike McCarthy, every big game they have had on the road, they have lost. They've lost. They don't have an impressive road win on their resume. And that would change if you go to what is going to be a rainy Buffalo. Not going to be cold. I think it's going to be like 50 degrees. So it's not going to be, you know, true Buffalo in December where you're going to get 30 degrees in snow. You'll get 50 degrees in rain. So you're going to have to man up, right? It's going to be tougher, uh, more of a slog sort of game. But I think that favors the Cowboys. Even though they're a dome team, that that favors Dallas' style of play. So you go on the road, in the elements, in Buffalo, and you win in what is going to be a rowdy and hostile environment. That is an impressive win. That is an impressive win. And we were talking about on Monday morning, or even Sunday night, if the Cowboys can't beat the Buffalo Bills, why should you think come playoff time, they're going to go into Philly and beat the Eagles, who right now have warts, yes. But again, if Dallas is, I mean, Superman at home, and they are, I don't know why I used those Superman reference. I'm terrible at superheroes. But if they are just your average Joe on the road, for lack of a better use there, and just please just go with my analogies that don't, you know, exactly co- uh, coexist. But if they're Superman at home, average Joe on the road, why would you think that if they can't beat the Bills on Sunday in Buffalo, that they're going to go into Philly and win? They're going to go into Detroit, which is going to be a hostile and raucous environment, and win. And why would you believe they're going to go into San Francisco and win? This is a tremendous test. Tremendous. No T there. Tremendous test for the Cowboys to see how legitimate they can be in a road atmosphere because that has been their Achilles heel in this current run of Dallas where they've been a great regular season team where they've won now 12 games in a row, which is going to be for the third straight season. The one thing, despite having tremendous 
regular season records is the fact that they can win a lot of road games that are big, that are against good opponents. And they're going to have to show you, I think, first, before you can believe they can go on the road to Philly, to Detroit, to San Francisco, and win. They got to show you first this week on the road in Buffalo. This, to me, is a bigger game for the Cowboys than it is the Bills. Also, in Parks, on the other side, I know the Bills have gotten a lot of um, good press this week because they beat the Chiefs on the road. I don't view the Bills as dangerous. I'm not intimidated by Buffalo whatsoever. To me, they're way too inconsistent offensively or and defensively to believe in. They are banged up. AJ Epinesa, I think, is honestly one of the best players that no one ever talks about. I swear, every game I'm watching, he's in the backfield getting a sack or two. That is one of the best players that literally no one ever mentions. He is tremendous. He's out, though, for this game. And so I don't think Buffalo is... I think the Cowboys are winning this game. And they are going to Buffalo and winning. And I think that, for Buffalo, along with the fact that then you have to go to Miami at the end of the year as well, I don't think they're winning that game. You're going to be now 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine You're not making the playoffs. So I know now, all of a sudden, it's everyone's back in on Buffalo. Two weeks ago, they're all out. Buffalo Bills fire everyone. What is that? So now, all of a sudden, the Bills are the most dangerous team in the AFC. The Bills, don't let them get hot. I'm not buying it. They're too inconsistent. And defensively, they're, they're not good. So that's also part of the reason why I think this is a bigger game for Dallas than it is for Buffalo. I don't think the Bills are making the playoffs. And obviously, we know the Cowboys are. This is a show-me game for Dallas when it comes to them being legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Whereas for Buffalo, I think this is going to end their season. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Who is this a bigger game for? Is it Dallas or is it Buffalo? And from the Dallas perspective, they are coming off of a big win on Sunday Night Football over the Eagles. So they have to show you they could beat the Bills in order for you to be a believer that they are a Super Bowl contender. Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. Nice job, Alex. This song has... I'm like... I listen to music like the radio plays the music. Meaning, like, if you ever listen to, like, a like a top 40 station, right? What do they do anytime a new song is released? They play it, like, once an hour, every hour. Like, they drill it. In your head, so anytime if you're in the car, you get out, you know, you go to work, you come back within, if you're in the car for 20 minutes, let's say, to work there and back each way, you're hearing that popular song, wherever that song is in. Like those top 40 stations play those top songs so often, it's impossible to miss it. That's how I listen to music. And so Flagpole Sidham, I know it's not a new song, but that's now kind of like the song um, that is, that I'm loving the most right now. Every day I'm listening to it. And on my commute, take the subway from my apartment down here in New York City to work. About 20, 25 minutes, at least twice, I'll put that song on on the commute up, on the commute down. It's one where I just can't get enough of. And then in about three weeks, I'll get sick of it, and I'll move on to a new song that I'll play to death. So that's that's the one getting the, the, the vibes loose here on a Saturday morning. Nice job, Alex, playing that one as we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Breaking down and talking about right now the biggest game, I think at least, of Week 15, which is Cowboys at the Bills. 
Despite the fact that the Bills are right now on the outside of the playoff picture looking in, fighting for their playoff lives, and the Cowboys right now are comfortably like, in the playoffs. They're, no matter what, they're in it. The only question is they're going to win the division or they're going to be a wild card, but they are in the playoffs. I still think there's more pressure on Dallas in this game because I think in order for them to be considered legitimate Super Bowl contenders, they got to win a road game. And you look at Dak's career and you look at the Cowboys overall as a franchise the last 10 years, they have not won a big road game. I don't count last year when you're playing an 8-9 and nine Buccaneers team in the playoffs as a big road game. That team stunk. If you're talking about an actual, legitimate, competitive, dangerous team, you're playing in a hostile environment. They have not won a road game in the last decade of importance. That has to change because the Cowboys are going to be playing a good amount of their postseason games on the road. And if you can't win in Buffalo in a hostile environment, I can't believe, for me, I can't see you going into Philly, even though you just beat them, going into Detroit right now, who is struggling, or going to San Francisco and winning. How about yourself, though? 855-212-4227. Who do you think has more pressure to win this game on Sunday? Is it Dallas or is it Buffalo? And from the Cowboys' perspective, do they need to win on the road Sunday for you to believe they are a true Super Bowl contender? Mark is calling from Maryland. What's up, Mark? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Ryan. Uh, I think they have two tough games, though. They got Buffalo this week and they got Miami next week, both on the road. That's right. And I'm an AFC fan, so I'm a – a Ravens fan, but I'd rather see them beat Buffalo or lose to Buffalo and beat Miami. That's well, of course, for you trying to get that number one seed, um, right? That obviously hurts the Dolphins' true, true. chances. And also, I think Buffalo could be a scary team in the playoffs. You so you would be worried if you have a, a second round matchup. Let's say Buffalo coming to town, you're nervous, Mark. I'm not nervous at home, but there. They're a team you have to watch out for. So, yes, if they can go up there and beat Buffalo on the road, the Cowboys, you have to give them a lot of credit. But then they have to come back and beat Miami on the road again. You know, they got to. Yes, sir? No, sorry, you can finish up. No. If they beat both of those, I actually believe in the, in the Cowboys. I'm not a really. Cowboys. You... Got a great team. Yeah, they do. And Mark, appreciate the call, buddy. So he's going double there. I'm not even saying beat both the the Bills and the Dolphins. We'll get to the Dolphins next week when that does come come about here. Um, But Mark needs double to believe that the Cowboys are true Super Bowl contenders. You win this week against the Bills, next week against the, the Dolphins. I'm just honestly... I'll be impressed by Dallas uh, by Dallas if they do go into Buffalo and win. And I think they are going to win that game. Now, winning and, and beating Buffalo this week, and even if Mark's right, they go into uh, Miami next week and win that game, those two wins still, for me, are not enough to, to pick them home or road if they play the 49ers. And we'll get to San Francisco here in a little bit later on in the show. Um, and the Super Bowl pressure, I think that is on them. Right now, but when you look at right now Dallas, I, I just don't think they match up with the 49ers. But 
to give them credit, I think they have a fighter's chance and a chance to get the NFC title game, which again, when you look at Dallas's history, the last 30 years, getting to an NFC title game, even if they lose to the 49ers, is a massive deal. They've never been there. In the lifetime of Dak Prescott, he's never been alive for the Cowboys to be in an NFC title game. That's a massive accomplishment. I would say this year, just getting there. And in doing so, you're going to need to go on the road and you're going to have to beat at least one of the three of, or one of the two, I should say, of Philly or Detroit, both hostile environments. Maybe you got to be both. It's going to be tough as nails, tough as hell. So that's why I look at Dallas like you have to impress on the road here in order to be, believe that you are Super Bowl contenders because in order to be a contender, you got to actually win tough road games. And if you can't do that, if you are a great home team, which they are, but a different team away from home, I'm sorry, we can't be talking about this team as Super Bowl contenders if they're just an average road team, which they have been so far the last few years. Joe is calling from Pittsburgh with some thoughts. Hello, Joe. There we go. Sorry oh. about that, Joe. Hi, I'm here. What's going on, man? What's on your mind? Uh, um, talk about the Cowboys here real quick. You know, the thing of it is, is uh, if they don't get that uh, number one seed, they're eventually going to have to win on the road, uh, maybe three games on the road. So I guess at that point they would prove they're a Super Bowl contender because they'd be in the Super Bowl. So if that's what it'll take, we'll see. But uh, uh, the other thing I'd want to touch on uh, is uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the storybook ending for the NFL would be Joe Flacco going into Baltimore, beating them in the playoffs, and then uh, the Browns winning the Super Bowl. And nobody, you know, expects that to happen, but uh, they might have the defense to do it. Yet, you still have to have a little bit of defense. Joe, appreciate the call. Um, in terms of two things, you will go backwards with the Cowboys point, then work forwards here. Cowboys, like they're not, they have the same record right now as the 49ers, ten and three. Um, I like right now the 49ers schedule a lot better than I like Dallas's. Again, they have two tough road games at Buffalo this week, at the Dolphins next week. So bare minimum, you have to, I mean, the Cowboys have to win out. And that is still not enough to get the number one seed or even win the NFC East. If the Eagles win out, the Eagles win the NFC East. So for Dallas, winning out is not good enough to get even the two seed right now. So I don't think they're getting the one or the two. They are going to be on the road, I think, for uh, all their playoff games. And so that's why this is a, a massive game here for them in order to show they can win big-time road games. As for the Browns, it's funny. When Deshaun Watson is officially ruled out for the season, I was actually lucky enough to be right here hosting on CBS Sports Radio at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern during the week. And I remember saying, like, this is a dangerous Browns team that could still go to the AFC title game. And that was back when... I mean, back, you're still there. Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker were the two quarterbacks that were going to play for the injured Deshaun Watson because of still how good that run game is and how good that defense is. And now, Joe Flacco is coming in looking like, holy, like, in a league that's right now filled to backup quarterbacks on the AFC, he's looked like one of the best ones they got. And now you still have that great defense. You still have right now everyone else in the AFC, maybe outside of the Ravens, looking more and more vulnerable by the week. The Browns team are not a team I want to see in the playoffs. They are going to be a tough out, man. And now if Joe Flacco can continue this passing attack that he's had, and his credit has played well in the postseason, that is one where the Browns are dangerous. They are a live team. 
without a doubt. That's one where I think if you're the Chiefs, you don't want to see them coming into your building. If you're the Ravens, you don't want to see them coming into your building. If you're the Jaguars, you name it. You don't want to see the Dolphins, the Browns coming to town. That is going to be a tough-ass team to beat with that defense, with that run game, and now the reincarnation of Joe Flacco. Okay. Um, I do want to hit on a Dolphins point here. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. The health right now of Tyreek Hill is up in the air, right? He hurt his ankle on Monday night, missed a lot of time, did come back late in that game, but was nowhere near 100%. I think the Dolphins should sit Tyreek Hill for two main reasons. Number one, to get him healthy, but also number two, I think his absence on Sunday against the Jets would actually make the, the Dolphins a more dangerous playoff team. Let's start that point first here. If you are the Dolphins and you are going against still a really good Jets defense, forget the offense, the defense is still a really good test. You get a tremendous idea, sneak peek, if you will, of what life is like without Tyreek Hill in the playoffs. Because you know, come playoff time, teams are going to do when they play the Dolphins, do whatever it takes to eliminate Tyreek Hill. Right? Like, I think they're going to go into the game saying, anyone but Reek. So they'll put two guys, three guys, on Tyreek Hill every play. Like, you're not going to have what we've seen this year a ton, even like as soon as uh, recently as last week. You're not going to have Tyreek Hill one-on-one at any point in the playoffs with no safety help. It's just not going to happen. Teams that you've seen too many times Tyreek Hill toast a corner Take it 80 yards to the house. There is no defensive coordinator that is in the playoffs that is going to be stupid enough on one play out of 60. Is that, you know what? Yeah, let's put Tyree Kill on an island. One-on-one, our guy versus him, no safety up. Let's see what happens. It's not going to happen. So I think teams, or and specifically defenses, are going to go into every single playoff game saying, we are making sure Tyree Kill is not beating us. And so that's going to force Mike McDaniel and Tua to both realize, well, we're going to need other guys to step up. How can we call an offense, and how can we get other guys involved if Tyreek Hill is taken out of the game to make sure they succeed? And we saw Monday night when that happened, the offense melted down. Like, that offense for the for Miami screeched to a halt. They couldn't move the ball. They needed one defensive touchdown and two stupid fumbles by the Titans that uh, deep in their own end to score three touchdowns. The only three touchdowns of the game. The Dolphins not one time drove down the field when Tyreek Hill was injured and had a sustainable drive. So in the first taste of what life was like without Tyreek Hill, Tua failed the test, McDaniel failed the test. Now if you don't play Tyreek Hill on Sunday against a good Jets defense, you, if you're McDaniel, can figure out how to game plan without Tyreek Hill. If you're Tua, you can figure out how to get other guys involved and rely on other targets as well to have still a successful output on offense. I think it's a great test for the Dolphins. If Tyree Kill is taken out of a game because the defense is just triple teaming him, it gives the Dolphins a, a, a basically a trial period to see how can we make sure our offense is still humming without, I would argue right now, the MVP of the league being available to us. That's why I think if you're the, the Dolphins sitting Tyree Kill is more of a, a positive than a negative right now because it allows you to get a sneak peek, if you will, a head start on looking at what life is like in the playoffs. 
but also make sure that your best player, and again, I would argue the MVP of the league right now, it allows them, uh, him, I should say, and Tyreek, to be as close to 100% healthy as possible for the playoffs. Because this guy, even double covered, is still at times uncoverable with how fast he is. You want Tyreek Hill being as close to 100% on that ankle as possible. The only thing stopping Tyreek right now is really his health. And so I don't think if you're the, the Dolphins, it's worth running him out there on Sunday and having that ankle either re-aggravated or not, you know, putting pressure on and not being able to heal completely um, compared to giving him a week off. He hasn't practiced all week. I think it's wiser for the Dolphins to take it easy here. And even if that means losing the game, even if that means throwing away any chance of winning, uh, of getting the number one seed and home field advantage, I think it's worth it. I think getting Tyree Kill as close to 100% healthy, even if it means sacrificing a game and losing to the Jets, I think is more worth it um, for Miami than rolling him out there and pushing him when he still has an injury. We did get an update, though, from Dolphins head coach, that is Mike McDaniel. He spoke to the media on Friday, and here's what his plan is, at least for whether if he's going to play Tyree Kill or not on Sunday. That is coach speak for his game time decision. We'll see how he feels on Sunday. Regardless of how he feels, I think if you're the Dolphins, it makes more sense to be prudent. Take your time. Put the kid gloves on Tyreek and set him for this week against um, against the Jets. Troy's in Atlanta with some thoughts on that as well. Hello, Troy. Hello, Troy. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? What's going on, man? Sorry, I'm just chilling. But, uh, um, but like you were talking about, uh, I'll give you a little bit of everything you're just talking about. You know, with the with the Cowboys and Dallas and and Miami coming up and Detroit. You know, they got to win all of them because Philly beat Buffalo. Philly beat Miami, and plus Philly's not hitting their stride. You know, they're not clicking right now. But with Tyreek Hill. He is there. That's what makes them go. That's what opens it all up. Without him, it's you know they're they're not going to win too many games, and they're they're not going to win deep deep unless they have that number one seed. They're not. Their their defense isn't that type of defense. Not yet. You know they got pieces, but it's not there yet. With number fifteen, I can't remember his name right now. That pass rusher they got, he's their that's their bread and butter. That uh that tall kid. Chubb's good, but he's uh, Bradley Chubb. He's, Jalen he's Phillips, you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that number 15, he's, he's one of those special guys. He's special. Yeah, that's a big and loss that, to the that, Dolphins. Yeah, that's what, like, you know, like that safety they got, that Holland. He's, you know, he's a special guy. With Vic there, they're going to be okay, but he's missing his pieces. Right. And then, you know, in Detroit, they have to watch. Detroit is getting back healthy right now. They just got Gardner Johnson back, and Detroit is built just like San Fran in a sense of how they – Operate quick ball movement, running the ball. You know that offensive line for Detroit is going to give Dallas the flux. I'm telling you, Wasuo he's going to push them little guys all over because you know they're not built for that. They're not built to take two running backs pounding the ball like that with a golf that can hit St. Brown and all that. So you know I like Dallas. I figured all that talent they've had, they would have won the Super Bowl by now. But it's just you know you know all that stuff has to line up. You know, but they're very talented. But they need some hogs in the middle. And they need to get a true quarterback at middle linebacker. But they, other than that, yeah. 
and I think I, I think Buffalo too. You were saying Buffalo's defense is beat up. I mean, they're tremendously beat up, but they are that one team you don't want to play because their offense can just go on fire any given day. You know, so it's it's a tough matchup. But Dallas definitely needs Dallas and Miami if they want to do anything in the playoffs. They need the number one seed. That I would agree with you, Troy. I appreciate the call, buddy. I, I don't think either are getting it at this point. The Dolphins would have had it, and they would have secured, uh, obviously, the leg up over the Ravens. Um, but that was a big L that they suffered last week. Um, getting Tyreek uh, Tyre Hill healthy is massive here. Cowboys have no shot the number one seed. Like, like, technically, they do. I don't think the 49ers are losing another game. The 49ers have the tiebreaker over the Cowboys. Again, even if the Cowboys went out here, as long as the Eagles went out, they win the NFC East. So the the Cowboys, if they don't, if they even if they went out, they would not have the number one seed. They would not have the number two seed. They are, to your point, Troy. I agree. They this, the conversation we're having about Dallas is a lot different if they are home because they are winners of fifteen in a row. But the fact that they're going to have most likely to play three games on the road, no way. This not this year for me in terms of them winning a Super Bowl. Okay, it is Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. When we return, 3 at 3 is next. If you are looking for a new look in 2024, I'll tell you how not to look here in a second. As a reminder, though, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. So Rudy Giuliani today was in the news for a lot of reasons. We're going to leave the politics out of it. The thing that caught my eye was he was doing a press conference leaving court today, and behind him stood his lawyer, who was sporting a haircut I've never seen in my life. And I think right then and there, he should be fired on the spot for. So to describe it as, as best I can, he has a buzz cut, like a number one, you know, like that's pretty short, all around the sides, all around the back, most of the top, except in the front. In the front is basically a full-blown comb over. So he has like, and he has a thick head of hair. It's not like he has two or three strands there. He has a thick front head of hair that is gelled and pushed from left to right on his head. But the other 95% of his head is a buzz cut. I mean, Alex, I looked at this haircut. Number one, what do you even ask for? If you go to the barber, hey, give me a, a full buzz cut except for the front, leave, leave it long in the front. I, I what, what do you even ask for? You ask for the uh, Ronaldo 2002 World Cup uh, <laughs> haircut. And if anyone that's listening that gets it, they get it. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, it, it, so this is my second time ever seeing this haircut. This is, like, if that guy, if you're looking for lawyers, right? If you're in trouble, you're, all right, I got to go hire a lawyer. That guy comes in, j- turn around, you're fired. Like, I, I'm not even, like, we're not even talking. I'm not even hearing your pitch as to why you should represent me. Seeing that haircut... For me, I'm like, you're not a serious person. You're fired. Uh, there's no way if you're, like, that guy is going to the courtroom. 
speaking on your behalf to a judge to plead your case as to why you are innocent. How can the judge or the jury take that clown seriously looking at his haircut? I, if I was the judge, I'd say I, I would not listen to a word he says. I, I, it's maybe biased. Maybe that's why I'm not a judge. If you're listening right now and, and maybe you are, you know, a lawyer that's going to be part of, you know, deciding a jury and I'm on your jury, it's part of jury duty, I'm sure you'll kick me right off. Fine. I'll go home and live my life. No problem. But that is like, that is... Like, it, it honestly, Alex, it looks like he lost a bet. Like, it literally looks like he lost a bet, whether it's fantasy football, whether it's with his friends or whatever, some racing goes, all right, here's a haircut. I'm going to have the buzzer. I'm going to make it look like the dumbest thing I can. Like, it, it's, it's I think it, it was, it, it's sort of like he, went, he was going for a full buzz cut, and then he realized what time it was. He's like, oh, I have to go. And, he, and the barber didn't finish it. It's not the same design, but... Have do you recall at all when Tim Tebow, like as part of his rookie hazing with the Broncos, they like gave like they basically cut his hair and they cut like a fryer look, which is like basically you cut all the top off, but you leave the sides and back. It's like a totally different haircut. Like that's what it reminded me of. Like you lost a bet yeah, and someone's like hazing that. you by cutting your hair. But he eventually got rid of it. Like that was just, and that was just again that that was hazing. This was right. th- this was like. He wanted it. Right. Like, I don't, last time I checked, I don't think he lost, like, he asked for this and said, I think this looks good. Looks like a clown. Looks like an absolute clown. Speaking of clowns, look, I've talked about this before, so I want to reiterate this to start here. I am rooting for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I hope they have a long relationship. I hope they get married. I hope they're happy. That's all that matters. With that said, though, this relationship has jumped the shark for me. The latest coming this week from, of all places, Entertainment Tonight. So Taylor Swift's birthday was this week, Wednesday. She celebrated it right here in New York City. Entertainment Tonight decides to go, Taylor Swift celebrates her birthday. Noticeably absent, Travis Kelsey. Good thing, though, this is, this is 2023 reporting for you. A source told Entertainment Tonight why Travis Kelsey wasn't there on a Wednesday celebration of Taylor Swift's birthday, was that he had practice. That, you know, the Chiefs have mandatory practice and that Travis is really focused on getting the Chiefs back to the Super Bowl so he couldn't miss a Wednesday practice in December as the Chiefs prepare for the Patriots. Do we really need that? Do we really need Travis Kelsey, number one, not being there in general, but number two, do we have to reiterate that practice is important? Yeah, I, th- this wouldn't be news if this was anyone else, basically. Let me read you the exact quote. Again, in an article from Entertainment Tonight, like this is their actual reporting. A source tells E.T. that the NFL star, quote, remains committed to playing his best and doing his best on and off the field. The team practices are critical mandatory to attend, and something he takes very seriously. So, it's no surprise he stayed in Kansas City ahead of this weekend's game, end quote. I get it's a different audience in terms of Swifties and people who read Entertainment Tonight are most likely not NFL fans. So, maybe they do need this reporting. But it's like, what? Like, I don't think people are that dumb. It's not news. It's not news. 
It's also like if like for example, if the Chiefs make the playoffs, uh, excuse me, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, I believe Taylor Swift's tour kicks up again around Super Bowl Sunday. So I think he's I think she's international for like the Super Bowl. So if Taylor Swift is not at the Super Bowl in which Travis Kelsey's playing in, I don't need Ian Rappaport to have a breaking news story about why Taylor Swift is not at the Super Bowl. It's not news. She's working. Wow, she can't miss her tour. I'm shocked. Wow, Travis Kelsey can't miss practice. I'm shocked. I didn't think that that had to be news, but that is, I guess, news now in 2023. Finally, I love college football. I think this latest story is why college football is the best. So Dylan Raiola is the number one quarterback prospect in the 2024 recruiting class. He right now is currently committed to Georgia, but is right now, as we speak, in Lincoln, Nebraska uh, on an official visit. A lot of people think he's going to flip from Georgia to Nebraska. I want to read you something that was on Dogs HQ, a Georgia Bulldogs message board. This is a real message from Laguna Dog. This is, this is what he says. It's being reported that Raiola will visit Nebraska on Friday. I assume he's taking the 2.21 p.m. Delta flight, which is also the last flight of the day to the state. Therefore, if this flight gets canceled, he likely won't be able to make the trip and will stay committed to UGA. Obviously, messing with commercial flights is a slippery slope, so I'm not suggesting that anybody does anything illegal, but does anyone work for Delta here? If some loyal UGA pilots or flight attendants call in sick at the last minute, flight could be canceled, and we could keep Rayola. This is unbelievable. Obviously, messing with commercial flights is a slippery slope. The fact that Georgia fans, and this is not just Georgia. This is all over college football. This is a college football thing. That college football fans would think, number one, hey, it's not crazy to mess with the commercial flight. Number two, that having a flight canceled would keep now a commit in 2023 with the technology we have committed to a school because he can't visit the other school. And it's like FaceTime doesn't exist. And they still, you know, Ryla can't talk to Matt Rule and other Nebraska coaches without being there. It's hilarious. I love college football. This is the, the latest reason why. When we return, why it's a massive disappointment if one team doesn't win a Super Bowl. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.